a lot of peats here. I like it's been a while. It has been a while. My kids are sick every freaking. I'm just week. glad that this terrorist finally went to sleep. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the fourth officials EPL and World Soccer podcast. I am your host Tom Miller here with Super Arsenal fan Ken Lee and Dr. Pete Tottenham fan has returned. Is it because you want to talk about your team? Just you... in time for Arsenal win the title. <laughs> yeah, how's that feel? Not great. You know, yeah. it it doesn't hurt as bad as I thought it would because I'm a big fan of the fan of the Premier League, and I'm just tired of City winning it all and turning this league into the French league. Yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves as we have officially hit the, the halfway point of the season, and it's not over at all. Pep Guardiola said, uh, "Oh yeah, you know we can't we can't catch up. There's no way we can catch up after the Man United game um, where they yeah, what lost." What a penis! Yeah, but he said that, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, they're on pace for over 100 points, so how are we supposed to catch them?" Sorry, we can't do it. Sorry, guys. Can't do it. Yeah, it was a really lame thing to say. Just trying to pile pressure on Ted uh, games. It's all Arsenal. Head games. But as you will find out in this podcast, Arsenal did not succumb to the pressure this weekend against a very good Manchester United team, guys. Is Manchester United, like, good now? Are, are we there? Do you hear what are he's we... doing, Pete? Do I didn't say great. Doing? I didn't say great. I said good. I said good. Uh, an Arsenal team that is absolutely steamrolling, and we will talk about whether or not they are the best team in the world right now. Uh, well, we got a little tech, a little email from James, guys. He's not going to be here. He said, "Have fun, heads." <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Thanks, James. Hope wherever you are, you're Sounds having a blast. Right. Uh, wherever you are, you know, we hope that you're having a really good time. I hope you pick up a diarrheal illness. <laughs> That's not very nice. Uh, so, guys, we had a really fun weekend. We had a lot of action. Um, one of those things that was not fun was the Liverpool-Chelsea match. We'll get into that. That was a terrible game. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, Chelsea unveiled yet another signing. Um, they are over 400 million pounds for the last two windows. And if rumors are to be believed, they could hit 500 by the end of this week, which is absurd. Um, we had a, ba- a sack race game, guys, where, where the losing manager would get sacked and did in the West Ham-Everton game. Uh, and then we had City of the Ho-Hum win. They needed a roll, and they did. But let's start with the Arsenal-Manchester United game, guys. It was at Arsenal. Coming into this game, both these teams are extremely in form. I believe United had won 9 of 11, and Arsenal had won very similar uh, and had only lost one time this year to that Manchester United team at Old Trafford. So this is the return leg. And, guys, this is actually a really good game. Like, the last time, Ken, the last time there was, like, a good Manchester United-Arsenal game where both teams played pretty well and, like, looked good on their own, I, I was trying to think about it. I, I don't know when the last time It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I think it might be 10 years, Ken. Yeah. I think more importantly, too, this game was cool because... It meant more than just both teams being in form. Like, it's not or, that we're just, like, both I in form. I thought you were going to say fourth, because I was like, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, for the last <laughs> ten years, we've been fighting for fourth. Well, there, that, I mean, yeah, I mean. here and there, but. Yeah, no. For, yeah, exactly. But, like, we, Arsenal, we get to keep our gap. 
you could have mm-hmm. with a win, you know, you'd have to keep going with that title chance. Yeah, now we um, don't have to worry about it. With a loss, man. you're you're in a battle for fourth. Um, yeah. it, it's kind of one of those things, but it still means a lot for both teams and the league. Yeah, I texted out that um, I wondered how good the ratings were going to be on NBC because Arsenal, man, you have two of the biggest fan bases in terms of teams in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And um, they just haven't been this good fighting for a title for a while. So it turned oh, out to really be their highest rated game ever. Yeah. Um, I'm glad which so is, many which people is awesome. got it. So many people got to see that that win. I'm, I'm yeah, glad. Mid season mid season <laughs> added a couple more Arsenal fans. <laughs> sure. Mid season games uh, that meant something to Manchester United and Arsenal. I mean, really, both teams have finished second in the last ten years uh, a few times. Finished third, comfortably third. Finished fourth. Finished fifth. Finished sixth. Finished seventh. You know, like finished ninth. But at the same time, like, we really haven't gone against each other. Like, when, when United finished second, Arsenal finished, like, fifth or fourth. Or, like, when Arsenal finished second, United finished sixth. Like, we really haven't been contending for anything. We haven't had any big Champions League matches. I think we had maybe a big Europa match at some point. Um, but, like, we haven't really had a cup final. I mean, maybe one cup final. I, I can't remember. In the last ten years, there just really haven't been any. And it used to be such Arsenal a great rivalry. Yeah, and, and conversely, from like 2000 to like 2010, really to like 2007 or so, 2008, it was like Man U versus Arsenal for everything. So, I mean, there's a bunch of big Champions League matches in there. There's a bunch of big cup final matches. One of the first matches I ever saw, Pete, I was thinking about this, my first non-bar game that I watched, I think in Jenkins' basement, he had the FA Cup match Ken where Rude Van Nistelrooy missed the late pen ah do you know that was my first ever like in-house uh televised Man United game I didn't have to go to a bar for what year was that is that 02 03 god you've been a fan for a long time you guys well yeah Yeah, I I think it was the pretty much from like the jump of it being available in the states yeah to watch I mean Satanta Sports Ken I grew up like in a, in a, in a, in a <laughs> I grew up in a soccer house though. Like I've told Tom yeah. this before, but like Leeds United coaching staff used to stay at my house all summer for soccer yeah, camps. And you don't even like Leeds? No, I do like Leeds. I have a soft spot. I've always told Tom that, but I don't have yeah. a jersey. I'm not gonna go buy a jersey because you know I like Arsenal. But um, they keep getting all these Americans. We all might be forced to get a Leeds jersey though. You never know. I know, like, we'll talk about it later. We'll, yeah, we'll uh, get back Arsenal Man United. Tommy, let's hear it. Let's yeah. hear it. And I want to hear something other than your tried and true Arsenal are just, they're, they're just lucking by. They're just playing, uh, like, something better than that. A little bit more higher fruit to pick from, please, then. Sure. I will, I will do that for you, Ken, as I did in the chat. I think Manchester United played fine. I think Arsenal played really, really well again, and that's like the fourth time in a row that they've played really, really well. I, th- I think Arsenal played like a 9 out of 10, and they are playing so well. I don't think United deserved, even though there's a late winner in this game for Arsenal, I don't think United deserved a point, and I don't think United played badly. I just think Arsenal was better and deserved three points. Um, the amount of space that Arsenal opens up with their passing patterns Hasn't been done to Manchester United this year, for one thing. And it's not a one-off. Like, that's what Arsenal has done for the last 
like 12 games in a row against everybody they played against. And I think the Man United goals were against the run of play. Uh, Rashford scored from distance because he's unstoppable right now. Yeah, and it was just like, it was just like, oh, there's Rashford's goal for the game. But he really didn't do anything else for the rest of the game. It was an unbelievable goal. Probably should have been saved from shot from about 22 out near post. But he's that's what happens when you're in form. The ball just goes in the net. Like yeah, it, it was the goal, and that was like, all right, well. There's the goal. And then for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes, Arsenal took it to United, including the goal they scored, which is nice build-up, crossed in. Uh, Ten Hag, after the game, said that United made three mistakes. I'm not really sure about that. Uh, yeah, I don't I, think. I just, yeah. I don't think they made huge mistakes. There might have been. They're just you know, opened up. If you're a coach. Yeah, exactly. I think they got I mean, up. the soccer goal, just because of the distance. You could blame a player or two for that, maybe as a mistake, but not not the first goal and not the winner by any means. It wasn't, and it wasn't glaring mistakes. You know, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Watch, yeah, coach would notice them. You watch Tottenham play for the last ten games. It's like a <laughs> glaring mistake or two every single game. Like this one was, yeah, there were moments where eh, maybe the goalie could have made a save, but I mean the quality was was terrific from from both sides really, and I think Arsenal playing at home you know that place is a fortress again like i was reading an article about like best it was the athletic writers talking about their their best away trips of the year and like half of them were arsenal because the fans are so pumped and excited and the energy in the stadium right now yeah they're back is incredible they turned it into a fortress again yeah and i i think they totally outplayed manchester united and there was a late goal, but the last 15 minutes was Arsenal totally taking it to United. United under siege, just taking cross after cross and flicking it out for corners. And it's like, you, you can't do that, you know? And, and in the end, Aaron Juan Basaka was, was on the hook for the cross coming in and, and Nketia knocking it in. It's like, at a certain point, though, there's really nothing you can do as a defense when they're just yeah it's just relentless it's pressure. after yeah, it's, it's attack after attack it's what it's what ball. city does they just wear yeah. you down and eventually they score when you don't do everything perfectly well that's why we deserve to win because united stopped trying to win i personally feel they like did. they were happy with the draw for some mm-hmm. reason and that's what happens like in the 90th minute and when it i we i think yeah we deserve nothing less than that third goal for sure um yeah it I agree. I think, um, and again, both the United goals were against the run of play. I think United's corner they scored on, Lissandra Martinez scored on, Yeah, I believe it was their second corner of the game. Um, and that was in the 60th minute. And that was so, because uh, one of our defenders got in Ramsdale's way. And yeah, like, and it wasn't yeah. even an earned corner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we were happy to take it. And I had a problem around minute 75 or so. When the flops, yeah, and, and the it was time wasting. Started. Yeah, it was. Every team does that when they want a result. I'm not really worried about that. It wasn't the 40th minute or something. Yeah, but like let's that. Like at that point minute. in the season, like in yeah. this point in the season, like you, you, a United team where they are before the end of that, before the end of that game, you should be going for the win. Yeah. I would take it. Uh, I, I don't. I, don't think so. I think the the, the problem. The, the only reason yeah. you don't go for the win is because it's an away game. No, yeah, that's. I mean, Arsenal's it's an away game against in the world, and and you're also getting. You know, they were getting beat for 45 minutes. Yeah. So, I think that if you're pressed too much, Arsenal's going to just open you up. But I I think that 
the way that their offense is running, it looks so effortless. Like mm-hmm. you see all these teams, um, they, it takes so much effort to create chances. And they just move the ball from side to side and there's space on both sides. It's like their wingers attack you relentlessly, beat you one-on-one, and Odegaard runs the show in the middle. It's just like depressingly good. I don't mind hearing it, Pete. I don't mind hearing <laughs> it. And, and they haven't, they haven't changed... <laughs> They really haven't lost a step when they lost Gabriel Jesus, and actually Enketia playing as a more advanced forward, has, he's scoring the goals. Yeah, you know, he's he's he went. Well, the um, rest of the attack is so good that you don't need somebody, you know, terrific up top. Like he's still gonna. He, I think he's an okay player. Like if you yeah, look across yeah. the top six, he's the worst um, nine. But in that offense, he's gonna score. Yeah, because we have Odegaard. Gabriel and uh, Saka opening up a lot of space and requiring yeah. a lot of yeah. attention. Um, not yes. taking anything away from Enkedia. I mean, he does. He's scored. He's shown up when we we can't we can't ask for anything else. I mean, he cost you fourth place last year. But this season, yeah. I mean, yeah, this season. Sure. I mean, if we can keep fine. looking backwards, I mean, if we keep looking backwards. You know, Ferguson. Well, still I'm a just saying, United, so. there's that's one place in their field. Like, if you lined up when when Tottenham played. Arsenal and they're like who would make the starting 11 combined and it was like Harry Kane and 10 Arsenal players yeah um but that was it it was like everybody else on the pitch you know that's that is a weak spot but he he showed up and you know played terrific won the game essentially not for nothing when Enkedia starts he scores typically he's got an impeccable scoring record when score when starting it's pretty wild like it's it's just under it's under the radar because he plays against Carabao Cup teams? No, he starts in the league. Like, I don't think he did much last year. Not last year, no. Yeah. I don't think he played that uh, much last year. He, I mean, the bottom line is that they're, like Pete said, their offense is moving so smoothly that they got they get so many opportunities. And a player like Nketi, he's a good finisher, so he's taking his chance. And, like I said, Arsenal deserved the win. Um, worth noting that Casemiro wasn't in this match. I'm... I, I imagine it, it would have mattered some in the in the run of play, especially with the helter skelter McTominay in there. Um, I mean, Casemiro has been one of the best players in the league for the last ten matches. Yeah, he was so. a big miss. Yes. So th- there's a big miss. That's there. a manager really... mistake, though. Should have taken him out of that last game. Uh, yeah. I think it was manager and player. He's too smart of a player to. Yeah. He knew right when he did it. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I think he had to get through that game. I think. You, you trust a player like that who's done what he has yeah. is, as experienced as he is to get through that game. And it was a tough match, that Crystal Palace away match that United drew in the last two, three minutes to a free kick. Yeah, I mean, that would have been nice to have Casemiro, but I don't really try to look backwards, especially when it's only one player, and be like, well, if we had had so-and-so, you know, like like a lot of United players are like, well, you know, Darren Fletcher had been there for the Barcelona championship <laughs> final. Like, Did anybody watch that game? It was like eighty percent Barcelona on possession. They smoked us. We were lucky to score. Um, so I don't really look backwards on that kind of stuff. I would have liked to have Casemiro, but in the run of a season, you're going to be missing players uh, in big matches. It's just the way things are. So uh, Arsenal deserved it. Um, my song I'll sing for you, Ken, since you didn't want to oh, offer let's hear a it. chance. No, I was going to let you off the hook, actually. 3-2 to the Arsenal. 3-2 to the Arsenal. That's it. Is that your best Harry Kane impersonation, singing a song? I mean, these, you know how they sound over there. <laughs> they all sound like 
guards in an English prison. Hey, I, I appreciate it. it. It sounded great. <laughs> the sweet serenade. Not as good as when we used to do jersey swaps uh, back when we used to work together. But uh, it's still good. It's still good stuff. Um, Marcus Rashford scores again, and he scores again uh, today in their Carabao Cup match. United win 3-0. I'm not going to go into that game much. The Nottingham Forest game. Just wanted to say that Marcus Rashford has scored uh, ten and ten, nine and nine league matches, and ten and ten. He has twelve goal contributions in ten matches since the restart, including like three substitute appearances where he scored. He's not going to turn this into the Rashford show. I'm not. <laughs> this is just a mention at the end. I did want to mention the Carabao Cup match as well since it happened today. But then we will move on, guys. Unfortunately, we'll go from that game, which was such a good game. For a million different reasons, lots of incidents. Uh, the Arsenal fans are back. Two uh, Premier League heavyweights are back, hopefully hopefully for United. And uh, the drama at the end of the game, winning that match, taking uh, Arsenal five points clear of Man City with a game in hand. Game, uh, I lo- just, just game, game in hand, five points. A lot of drama, really, really excellent game. Unfortunately, guys, we had to segue to the next most important game of the weekend, probably, which was Liverpool's <laughs> And it was puke in a. They're not even important games and... anymore. Actually, that's the best part. Ah, Europa Conference League. Europa. <laughs> uh, so Don't Pete and I can't say it. this game's not important because we just our goal is to finish top four. Um, so this Liverpool's game is still important. in it. If you look at Vegas, they're still yeah because Liverpool it. can put together a run. Chelsea sure, now. but these, these this match was really really bad. So bad. Um, and and like I think the way you can sum it up. I looked at a blurb. You know how they have the headline of, of how the game went or whatever. And it's like, VAR denies Chelsea in the nervy draw at Liverpool. So the, so the highlight there is that there was an offside goal. A oh, nervy draw? Really it wasn't nervy? All that happened. Yeah, that was all that happened in this game. It, it says Liverpool had a bunch of shots, but I don't, there were no quality shots taken. Um, and... <laughs> This game was terrible. Another highlight that people brought out of this game was the uh, the the substitute appearance of Mudrik, the new what is it hundred million pound signing, hundred million euro signing uh, for Chelsea, and he looked lively, guys. And that was as really li- alive as this game got. Um, who do you think's the big loser here? I mean, both of them are sitting, you know, ninth and tenth place. Who's the big loser, guys? I think Liverpool is because Chelsea's season is over yeah, in the Premier League. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that You should as be well. beating a team um, like Chelsea who can't score goals. Yeah. They don't have I mean, a goal Like, score. they have no striker at all. And yeah. none of the I mean, players that they Liverpool... brought in to score, score. So you should be scoring against them. But unfortunately, Liverpool has Nunes. I mean, Liverpool could finish <laughs> anywhere from fourth to seventh or eighth probably fourth to seventh realistically chelsea could finish like fifth to (laughs) twelfth yeah i think that's i mean it's it's crazy and be minus 500 million pounds yeah they have (laughs) this this season 400 million pounds just this season i mean they need to put all their eggs in the uh champions league basket i would sit my dudes and I mean, but what does it matter who's playing? You gotta like, score. Who, who's, <laughs> gonna, who's the guy that's sitting? Yeah, good point. Who's the guy that? Oh, gotta sit him. I don't see anybody in this lineup that needs to sit. Like uh, the way he's managing it is he's just rotating guys through. 
just trying stuff. He's just you know? he's throwing they're, they're noodles. They've like ten guys in, and they haven't they haven't moved anybody out. No, like you have to move players out. They must have fifty five no. players on that team. <laughs> All yeah, at two hundred grand plus a week. There's a good meme out there, and it's uh, it's Graham Potter addressing the Chelsea training squad, the squad after uh, the transfer window closed, and it's the Emperor sitting above the uh, five million stormtroopers. <laughs> 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 that does cause problems, you know. Like, and, and there's also like guys getting on that I don't really know, and I guess it's because I'm not a huge Chelsea fan. But I don't know who Carney Chukwumeka is. I don't know who that is. You know, like. I don't that? know that Chelsea that knows who Yeah, is. I don't think that Potter that knows who signed, it is. Or is that a young guy? Uh, who knows? Huh? It's a young guy. It's not even us that's the problem. I don't think Potter knows who he is. He yeah, just has a jersey like, on. I, I don't know who the guys are that are running around. And I watch a lot of Premier League and I watch a lot of Chelsea. I did not know who Benoit Badia Shile is. And he's their new, I know he's their new signing after I saw his name. But I, I saw his face. I was like, I don't know who that is. Uh, Chalaba, I know, but as as Bequeda comes on later, and you're like, oh yeah, I, I know him. Dude, did right? you see his Lewis beard? Hall? Did you take a good look at his beard? It is no, graying shouldn't. like a champion. He looks <laughs> amazing. Like <sighs> that beard is something to it's something to be admired. I mean, it, the gray is there. It it just to me it like summed up. He looked like a like 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 a good looking grandpa is what he looked like, and it just summed up <laughs> Chelsea perfectly. To me, him and that beard. Like when, when Christmas rolls around and the and the uh, like car companies put like sexy grandpa. <laughs> yes. In in that's who it was. Yes. Oh yeah, sure. Dude, it was. All, sure. I was I mean, like, oh my god, this is Chelsea. Yeah, there's there's some weird stuff happening at Chelsea. Like guys, I mean, you look at they they're ready to write off Koulibaly. He was on the bench, did not come in as a substitute, even though some center backs are substitutes. Fafana did not come in. Um, they have another guy, two guys. I don't know who's Marcus. Bedinelli, who is that? I don't Just know. A guy. Who's Bashir Humphreys? I've named like five or six players on this Chelsea squad. I don't know who they are, and it, I am a Chelsea like I do watch Chelsea. I, I mean, we we all have been doing this podcast for years. We know these players when they pop up. I don't know who any of these guys crazy? are. I, you know who I do know? Ken Obama. <laughs> 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 Yang. Yeah, he came in. He he was there. You know, he was in this game. Uh, yeah, so guys, let's switch sides. Uh, Liverpool, I think, were the big losers in this game, like you said. If anybody's going to pull it together, Pete, it's going to be Liverpool between these two. Um, but no. I don't see either of them together. pulling it out. I think it wouldn't surprise me at this point, halfway through, for them both to finish 8th and ninth. I mean... What are they going to do in the next th- five days to change their absolute sh- performance for the first 20 games of the season? I, I do think I could see Liverpool getting their dudes back. Yeah. They, I don't... They're, they're four or five injured guys and making a bit of a run. Dude, I mean, you're starting I'm James Milner. They, I, I'm not saying they're they're going to, but um, I think they have a better shot than Chelsea, for sure. Comparing the two, yeah, sure. But, I mean, what we saw today, Gakpo played. Um, it takes time for guys to get in, but they really can't wait for him. You know what I mean? Like, they, they can't afford to wait for him. There's too much weight on his Zero shoulders. time, yeah. He's, like, running the line, and, and Salah isn't uh, – because Salah's not doing anything. He's not getting fed. No, he has seven goals in 19 matches. Salah does. He has five assists, but seven goals from a guy who 
routinely puts up 22, 23, 24 or higher. Um, the penalties aren't there for them. It's it, I, I well, think they're not in the box. They're not creating chances. Yeah. You can't get a penalty without being in the box. Yeah, that's exactly like Manchester United last year. Like people were like, "Well, I guess the refs have turned on United. They're not giving them pens anymore." I was like, "They're not in the box. You can't get a penalty if you're not in the box." So yeah, I mean, I mean, guys, Liverpool just lethargic in this match, and it seems like every game Allison has to do more than he did the previous game, and he still allows goals usually. Um, not not to any fault of his own. I don't think Allison is the problem, but it, it's just it's so weird to see a team fall off the knife's edge and then just be completely like useless in attack. I mean, this game is at home against a team that is stuttering going into this game in Chelsea. And, and it was boring. It never looked like, like Liverpool had a chance to take it by the scruff of the day. Well, it was like James said in the, in the chat, it was a home game for Liverpool and they looked threatening for less than five minutes. Yeah. That's the way I felt about it too. All right, guys, so Liverpool, are they going to sneak into that four spot? That would mean a pretty substantial collapse by Newcastle or United. Um, And you're talking about a 10-point gap, like you said, Ken. Uh, And they're plus nine on goal differential. But Newcastle and United both 10 points ahead. And you'd need both of them to die. And you'd have to hope that Tottenham didn't get some wind under their wings, too. Tottenham's three points behind with the game. That's up. another. So, yeah. do, you, do you guys think they have a chance to make top four? Liverpool, can no. Pete, I think they have a chance, but it's less than fifty-fifty now for sure. What's the Vegas odds for them to have a chance? Ballparking? While you look that up, I think it's two to one, not oh. uh, two to one. Let's see. So about thirty-five. Yeah, I was gonna say thirty-five percent. For them to have a chance, you're saying Newcastle. I do believe that they will actually draw themselves into sixth, no question. But that's to say, well, that's for Liverpool to get in. Who's gonna win? Tottenham's gonna have to fall off too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Tottenham has to fall too. It it does have to be a two-team fall. Tottenham, huh? It does have to be a. They've dug themselves a pretty deep hole to get out of. Both of them, Chelsea yeah. and Liverpool. I don't see a way for either of them to get into the top four. Yeah, well, uh, Chelsea's going to do all they can to get in the top four as they continue to spend, like we said, 400 million pounds. Um, that's twice as much as the next team, which was Manchester United, who spent all their money in the summer. And then there's a few teams behind them at about 150. Um, Manchester City and a few other teams are around 150. Nottingham Forest is also there, actually. But Chelsea at 400 million, and guys, they... FIFA fair play nonsense. They're they're starting to notice now, and they're giving they gave a player uh, their new player eight year contract. Is that right? Is it eight? I think it's eight, eight and a half. And then they immediately UEFA came out afterwards like, wait a minute, you can't do that. It's like oh, here we go. Uh, James said that FIFA fair play is 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 dead. Um, it's always been a ruse and a nonsense thing. I mean, that's because Manchester City killed it, right, guys? Well, it was, like, well I, I'd see, you say Manchester City killed it, but if we look, a serious look back, it was Chelsea and Roman Abramovich who are the original gangsters of just popping off out of nowhere and buying every single player they could. It was Chelsea that started, it was Chelsea 
that killed the market. It was Chelsea Fair Play wasn't that there. raised the price of every player. FIFA in their Fair Play. No, but FIFA Fair Play is here now as it, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like when you lock your car doors but leave your windows down. That's what FIFA Fair Play is. It keeps the it honest ones out that are scared to break the yeah. rules, but there really is no rule. <laughs> and then they come out like instances this week and say, oh, wait a second. You mean to tell me the rich clubs have found a way to take advantage of our gray rules? Yeah, super gray rules. Like, of co- yeah, I mean, that was always going to be the case. Come on. Like, when, they once, don't really care. Well, they don't really care. Once once the oil clubs, like, lawyered up and took, like, 50 lawyers that are spending every single day of their lives reading every line of the rules, yeah. you knew that, that, that the idiots at... FIFA and UEFA, they're not going to be able to handle that kind of scrutiny because they're not they're not smart. They don't care. Well, they built the rules based off of the highest bidder. Like they take money. Yeah. It, it, it's a pay for play. That's that's what FIFA yeah. FIFA fair plays. All they want to do is fine them. We don't even know where the money really goes when they pay the fine. No. Like no. And, and also like guys, I'm sure you saw recently. I think Pete put it in the chat. Is like Manchester City have the highest commercial uh, earnings. It's like, sure. What? are you talking yeah, about based on they, what they have like a fan base of like two million compared to arsenal even chelsea manchester united by a mile like it's like oh yeah like where wait, wait where does city's money come from it's like oh well actually they have uh abu dhabi potato chips and abu dhabi uh coke cola <laughs> abu dhabi beer and um abu dhabi airlines it's like and oh okay james lewis's jersey money <laughs> yeah, there's, there's like, no that's james you know, lewis's onesie abu money Price. Oh, sure. Don't get him started on the onesie. All right, guys, but uh, enough of Liverpool-Chelsea. Let's move to some important some important games. Um, Pete, what happened? What happened to Tottenham? They they got the win. They, they skirted out Harry Kane with a – I thought this was a Robin Van Persie throwback, James. That turn and shoot with your back to the goal. James. I'm sorry, Ken. The old uh, Robin Van Persie – from around the 18 with your back to the goal and just turn and hit, put enough swivel on it to score. Uh, Harry Kane wins, beats Fulham 1-0. Big, big win for you, Pete. That's a huge three points. It was scrappy for sure. Any three points you can get on the road when you're scrapping for fourth place is huge. And Fulham was uh, would have jumped into fifth place. They mm-hmm. would have jumped above us. They're having a heck of a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not an easy place to go and get three points. Didn't play particularly well the first half was really ugly just like we've been playing first half the whole season um i think the uh goal turned the game gave us some um belief in terms of being able to manage the game and then really shut them down defensively in the second half which we have not done in forever protecting a one nothing lead they had very few chances i think mitro had one header that made me get up off my seat but um other than that Really not much. Very good defensive effort, which I have not seen in a long, long time. Um, the usual sort of consistently inconsistent team with Harry Kane bailing us out again. And usually Sun's the one or another one who helps bail us out, but it's been all Harry Kane this year because all the other guys have been hurt or not there, so you got to tip your hat to him. The guy's incredible. If he leaves this summer, I'll be very sad. Um, well, Watching him bo- play for 
almost 10 years now is about the only joy I get these days. When he leaves, it might be, um, you know, send, send, it's time to send Pete home with a morphine drip. <laughs> oh, I'm sure your wife would love to hear that's the only joy you've had is Harry Kane scoring goals <laughs> in the last 10 years. Uh, Harry Kane, guys, has 16 goals in 21 matches, and no one cares because <laughs> because Erling Haaland has, like, 25 goals. Um, I mean, but, don't tell James, but it's more impressive to have 16 goals on Tottenham. Yeah, it's Kevin like De Bruyne feeding you like absolutely pitch perfect balls every time. <laughs> yeah, to, you might not be far from wrong, actually. But well, there was always those players, right, guys? Like there's those guys that you were impressed by on the relegation battlers who would get like 13 and 14 goals, and you'd be like, "Wow, how did you get 13 goals on Sunderland?" You know, like they got relegated by 10 points. Like those are really impressive. We're kind of in that territory with Kane, and normally, yeah, he does score 20 goals plus. But normally, you know, Sun's there with like 18, 19, 20. But Sun is completely dead this year. I don't know if it's a mask that he had to wear for a little while or what, but hit, watching him give the ball away on dribbles is really strange. Like he steps on the ball and like falls over. It just Yeah. He's out of energy. Uh, he's just, just so low on confidence. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I've never seen him play that poorly before. For I've seen it for a couple games at a time, but it's getting yeah. ridiculous. Like he – he doesn't deserve to start anymore. And Richarlson has been hurt. And now yeah. throw um, uh, Ben Juman into the mix. Yeah. Could be interesting. Yeah, he might be on the bench. He might need yeah, to be on he, the it bench. It might be one of those things. I mean, you, you can't just... Bench. Well, remember, they put him on the bench in the beginning of the season, and he came back out. What, he scored like five goals <laughs> in one game? Like in like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, he had a ridiculous that? Well, that was trick the... against uh, Leicester City. Yeah. That's all his goals, though. I don't think he has more goals He doesn't that. really have any more goals. Right, but maybe he just needs to get mad again. Like he, he just knows he's going to yeah, start. I think he needs some time on the bench. Well, I think Kula Absolutely. and um, Richarlison have been hurt, and yeah, there's no other options, so he's yeah. playing. Now um, that there's other guys in the mix, you know, probably deserves some time on the pine. But, yeah, that's that's a big win for you guys. Um, Lloris played a, almost a mistake-free game, right? Like, he didn't drop a ball in anybody's path. He wasn't or like tested too much. Parry it in or anything like that. But, yeah, so. I mean, more importantly, the defense in general didn't do anything stupid. Like, yeah. they gave the that, ball away their usual amount in the first half, which was bad. But, um, you know, they settled down in the second half. Got the three points. That's all that matters, you know? You get your three, three points. Three away points. You have three more points for Tottenham. Three points for Manchester City as they win 3 to nothing over Wolves. And uh, Erling Highland heard that you guys said that he was in a slump and grabbed a hat trick in about 15 minutes. Um, and no one cares. I think that was you. I didn't say he was slumping. I think you're the Holland hater. <laughs> you can hate if you want. He has 25 <laughs> goals in 19 matches, 18 starts, one sub. 25 goals. His conversion rate is like 32%, which is through the roof. Um, and uh, I guess City... He has more goals than seven teams combined. <laughs> like, yeah. Not seven teams combined seven goals, teams. but seven teams have scored less goals yeah. than he has individually. That's a problem. And City gets over their little bump that they had, and that bump just basically being Manchester United, losing to Manchester United. Uh, they smash Tottenham, and then they smash Wolves, and they are angry. But we do get a little treat. The next game we have is on Friday. It's City-Arsenal. It is just an FA Cup match. But, guys, do you think it would be really interesting if City get knocked out of the FA Cup? 
Now, if you're Arsenal, you probably don't want to see that, Ken. Like, for you guys, you almost want to get knocked out. I mean, I know managers don't I think want like that, City to be involved in yeah. every competition. I want to create a competition <laughs> to put them in. I think well, the City, City I mean, can I'm just being honest. much better than uh, all the other teams. They have, the bench is so stupid. Yeah, they... Yeah, they're deep. Yeah, they have a... It's not that even that it's a deep bench. It, it a quality. They have quality on their bench. Quality well, they and quantity. Yeah, they... I mean, you got guys... I mean, Chelsea have the deepest bench in the league, but it all sucks, so it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, that means it's City not has deep, quality that, that and quantity. A bench just because you have the players. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But you look at the players that are on the bench for City, and that's the difference between them, right, and everybody else's, that when everybody else starts at, like... Stops at like guy number twelve in terms of Premier League starters for the top four club. If they make it that far, I mean, City sits sixteen deep with players that are sixty million plus. No other team can do that. We know that. We've been over that a hundred times. But it makes a huge difference when the the fixtures start gathering speed, and then their Carabao Cup teams, you know, have a bunch of fifty million, sixty million pound players. Whereas Arsenal, Tottenham, Manchester United are playing their you know, got a couple of reserve guys in there. You got, uh, you know, Cedric's in there for, for Ken's team. Not anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't talk about him right now. Not until that loan is until finalized. Until it's finalized. You get, get him out of but here. But the depth is what makes a difference. And here it just – it was a ho-hum 3 nothing win. I think City needed it to have a relaxing win. The Tottenham game – was stressful. I mean, it was obviously really good for them to win four to two, especially after going down two zero. Um, but I think the first half was stressful. The second half, they murdered they killed Tottenham. Them. It, it was it was. But they crazy. needed that to come back in, especially because Arsenal just right now just they're not making mistakes. You know, they they we're only halfway through, but yeah, we're in form right now for sure. For I think sure. the tough stretch is going to come when you know Arsenal are going to make a deep run in Europa probably. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that Thursday Sunday gauntlet is same with United. Like you almost Yeah, it's it's going like to like Arsenal pass Barcelona though. Yeah, yeah, true, but if they get past that then they can, you know, they could go far, but yeah. Arsenal, I mean, I'm telling you, you should get knocked out of Europa like you said, just focus on the title, you know, one game a week. That's it's going to be very hard to make a deep Europa run because guys are going to get hurt like that's the one thing i think could could sink arsenal is martinelli odegaard jesus those guys are all injury prone man yeah yeah and well i mean if you lose party those guys yeah Mm -hmm. it's going to be very hard to get over the finish line because city's going to yeah i mean point complain man can caddy at last season but I, i think it was more losing party towards the end i mean we, we are injuries away but that's i do like the signings we've made so far in january center back to give gabriel some time off if needed be trossard coming in i mean he's a proven premier league player like i do yeah. we're buying qu- like good quality depth i think so yeah, I, like the trossard I, I do think time. that um arteta had arteta and Ida they have a good plan it, it's just a matter of just believing it now like we have to eventually start believing that arsenal mean business and, you know, if if the first half of the season hasn't shown, I mean, there, there's just people you're not going to convince, you know. So, I mean, we'll just see what happens. I mean, you got to manage it game by game. Yeah, see that's what happens. exactly what you have to do. And, and it's not that I'm not convinced. It's just you don't get any trophies for being first halfway. And I say that, like, I 
I'm with Pete, kind of like I, I, no, I'm, I'm with you. Florida City winning and Arsenal winning a title after years of suffering. It's like, eh, you know, it's like they. Are I've been trying to explain to this but... to Megan, <laughs> and you two maybe understand this, but she was wondering, like, when we scored that third goal, mm-hmm. Megan was like, "It's just a game." I was like, "To you, because you don't watch this sport, but <laughs> th- you don't understand the ramifications." Of this one game. I was like, we're a game in hand on City. Hmm. So Our biggest title threats. Like, like, yeah. I was like, and I did, and, and it, that's funny you bring that up, Pete, because I was like, you don't even know what that means. But that means we've played one less game than them. Just... And we are five points ahead of them. This is a big ass game, Megan. <laughs> don't bring me down. Of course I'm screaming and jumping on the bed. Yes. Of course I am. Of course I am. We just won in the 90th minute. If we win the league, I've I've never seen my team win the league. Is that true? Yes. So you weren't a fan oh. back the, in the... No, they brought oh, the team. Like, like, we weren't able to watch games. Oh, yeah. The yeah, last yeah, time we won, yeah. the, we, we won the league was the Invincibles. Was that 04? Yeah, it was like... We were able to watch a couple games. Yeah. I don't count that. Yeah. I did get to watch a couple of those I games, agree. but like... I haven't seen seasons. All I've seen is seasons where we were almost there and just there until the orange ball came out. And, you know, <laughs> oh, an injury way. And then the Arsene Wenger later years of, hey, this guy's back on injury. So it's a new signing. We don't oh, have to yeah. spend money. New signing. Like, oh, new signing. I was like, you will not f- with me right now. <laughs> we are top of the table and we are showing that we mean business. Is she, like, is she in the room? Are you talking like directly to? No, 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 no. I would. Uh, it's just hard. To, you, you guys will will agree with me. It's yeah. hard to explain to your wife. I don't like the amount of satisfaction and joy oh. that a sport can bring to you that you don't play. Can I talk about oh. the flip side when I was sitting in uh, the parking lot of the preschool watching the city Tottenham game as we crumbled apart? Dude, and, you should have put that away right when the second goal was scored. I, I could have told you that. Three times in a row <laughs> during their right after their goals, because the car is a nice place to scream. You know? Yeah. Yes. In your house, you know, you board. have a one-year-old, you scare him too much, and so I try not to do that too much. Like I end up punching the pillow a lot or whisper yeah. screaming, but in the car, you know, in a preschool parking lot, though, it's a little. Dicey. No, it, it, it's okay. Just like in a car, the windows are always blacked out, so no one can see you picking your nose. No one can hear you cursing either. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I it imagine, doesn't matter. I could just imagine Pete sitting there <laughs> punching the horn like beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> Dude, you had to be going crazy. Yeah, you had to have been. That was brutal. I, I mean, you guys are right. Like, I really don't even talk to char about the game much it's just about any of the games i'll give her like an overview maybe like two or three times a season and i will go crazy for goals but it's pretty short and my kids are older i have an 11 year old and a nine year old ellie one of them is always sitting near me when i'm watching a game and ellie will just like give me the eyebrows you know like she's got an attitude like preteen kind of thing going on like what are you doing <laughs> and calvin's like oh did somebody score did we score and i was like oh yeah we scored you know like he'll check in for a second so that's nice i'm past the age whereas you guys ken you're almost out of it but you guys go crazy Dude. and your kids are just like what's wrong with daddy well, <laughs> ledge my seven-year-old 
he's in the phase of he likes anybody but Arsenal. Oh. Even when it's Tottenham on the TV. And I told him one time, <laughs> this is Tottenham on the TV, and I will kick you out of this house if you cheer for them. And Megan was like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, I'm dead serious. He can, he can get out of the house. I will open the door. For the next 90 minutes. Yeah. Wellesie? Wellesie's an Arsenal fan, for sure. He gets up, he screams, he dances on the bed with me. It's great. How old are your kids again? Five and seven. The five-year-old loves Arsenal. The seven-year-old loves anybody but Arsenal. Uh, He's that age. I gave Phil a 20-minute talk the other day about how he should pick another team because it's better for him. (laughs) After the City game, I was like, listen, Phil, I know I like Tottenham and everything, but um, I think it's better for you if you just go some other direction. I... I appreciate that fatherly advice. Yeah. That that's you, you know you can't blame the kids sometimes for who they like, but since you're guiding them down a better path, you're actually better for well, exactly. it. Exactly. It was like you know I <laughs> I as an Oriole fan and Ravens yeah, fan, yeah. you kind of inherit that mm-hmm. a little bit because it's local, mm-hmm. whatever. Like I brought this on myself. Like I picked this team. <laughs> I could have picked anybody else. I didn't pick dumb Man you United picked anybody. Like Yankees of soccer, and I didn't <laughs> want some team like that. And I was like, oh, they have Clint Dempsey. I like Clint Dempsey. He's awesome. And I finally got a TV and I could watch the games. And their team was exciting. Nobody oh, told me so they that's were going to never win Tottenham. anything. Okay. Like, I was no always curious why you picked Tottenham. Other than when you dig into their history, you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done this. This was not a good idea. <laughs> I did not think this through. Yeah. Well, if you're American, the deuce is as good of a reason yeah, as any. Yeah, that's a good reason. I mean... Like Cam was saying earlier, we we didn't really have a choice. It was like, man, you can like Manchester United or you can like Arsenal. There's there really was no one else in the mix at that time. Well, I was TV told by the Leeds United coaching staff that Ars- at the time, like when I was like eight mm-hmm. or nine, like our, our players want to play for Arsenal. So I was like, oh, Arsenal, that's great, that's awesome. Yeah, Wait, sorry, Pete, you made a huge mistake. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, you messed up, dude. It's okay. It it's is, okay. It is good of you to offer. Like your offer Phil another option. That's a good idea. You start getting Phil like a, I don't know, like who's who, who, who's a, a non-hateable jersey. team? A, yeah, get him a Leeds United there jersey. Go. Just McKenzie goes like, for them. I'll be like, dude, be a Leeds fan, man. It'll be fun. Yeah. Mc- Did you say Arsenal supposedly go for Mc- McKenzie? McKen- I don't like that move, McKen- but no, McKen- no, no, no. I don't like him at Arsenal, but I I, I, I hope he goes to Leeds. Leeds. I hope he goes. To yeah. Leeds. Um, I don't want to get in that game quite yet, guys. I want to talk. Uh, about the sack race game real quick. Uh, West Ham 2, Everton 0, and this is the sack race game. Frank Lampard versus David Moyes. And you know it's bad, guys, when the Everton fans are chanting for Sean Dyche. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What would James do? Terrible game. West Ham wins because West Ham has better players and is a better team than Everton. But let's not pretend like West Ham isn't like in 16th place at 20 matches into the season and very much in a relegation battle. Um, Everton just happens to be worse. Um, Where did I wonder what place West Ham was in this time last year. It's probably probably like third. third. Fourth. Or third or yeah. fourth. Crazy. They were in third or fourth until like made the it to week the 30. Semifinals of the Europa Conference League. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, the semifinals. Weren't they in like Frank third or fourth? They made no, it. it was the semis against Frankfurt, I think. Because the final was uh, Roma versus oh, Frankfurt. Because okay. right. yeah, remember, yeah. Mourinho won it. 
Yeah. But West Ham was there. They just got beat by the German team. I think it was yeah. Frankfurt. So semifinals. Dude, and all they've done is add to their squad. That's the problem. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. West Ham sucks. This game sucked. I just wanted to bring up the fact that the loser of it um, ended up getting sacked. Frank Lampard sacked. I saw an interview before the game. I don't know why that they, they, the fans are getting so close, but it's like the third or fourth time I've seen Everton fans like aggressively confronting players or Frank Lampard. And like they surround him, and the the player and Frank Lampard look terrified because it's like a. Mob. It's kind of, it's Newcastle esque, isn't it? It's it's really weird, like they hate, like they've turned into Newcastle fans. They hate the owner, mm-hmm. the coach, and the players. Yeah, they hate everyone. The they they immediately after this loss, the owner announced that the club is for sale. Which I don't know if that's like the best way to drive prices up, but like they're at. Uh, they have a brand new stadium, which is really attractive when you're buying a club. I mean, the, well, the, all the... it said that the owner was looking to. Uh, you basically have to finance the new stadium because it's like over. He wants years, to get his money. You know, back. it's not like it's paid for. Yeah, you're saying they did. They're making an announcement where they're like, "Oh, we need investment." Is that what yeah, you're if you read the, if you read that, but that's article. what United said. Well, it says they want to sell, but they no, want no, to no, recoup the stadium, their stadium investment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like Tottenham. They're paying for their stadium for, you know, however many years. Mm-hmm. But um, they basically said, you know, if you're paying for the franchise, they want someone to shell out the money to, to pay for that. To yeah. cover that. And I think he's probably trying to cut his losses. I mean, yeah. you know, if you read the tea leaves and they go down, yeah, they get a parachute payment, but... If you're out of the Premier League, your your um, financial situation is a disaster. It's yeah. tough to get with, back up with too. wages, and it's not easy to come back up. That's right. That's exactly it's right. Very like hard. To bounce back up. It's really hard to do. And you can make you make a mistake, and all of a sudden you're slogging for twenty years. You know what I mean? Like you're slogging. Well, look at Leeds. Leeds. Look what Leeds did. Nottingham Forest. Leeds. Dude, Everton is about to be. Probably Everton, if they go down, they'll be, and maybe I'm wrong here, you guys can interject, but I think they would be one of the biggest clubs to get relegated in recent memory. Absolutely. Uh, Newcastle biggest. would be, yeah, they'd be Newcastle. the biggest, they're bigger, they're bigger than Newcastle. They're bigger I think they're bigger than Newcastle, and like, for them to, to get back up, it would be so hard for them yeah. to get back up. Like, you look at a team like, like, look at the league right now, you have Nottingham Forest in 13th. Yeah. And Everton's in 19th. Newcastle is, or Nottingham is six points ahead of them. And getting results, like getting draws and wins where they need them here and there. Like, That's not what Everton's doing. It doesn't look good for Everton. And now they're now they're managerless. Yeah. All right, guys, so who's coming in? Big Sam. Uh, I think it has Duncan to be Big Ferguson, Sam. Duncan Ferguson. Trying to think of the other people that are rumored in. Sean Dyche, obviously. <sighs> Uh, Bielsa's in in um, transfer or is in contract talks with them, but it's like uh, I don't think that Everton has a squad no, to deal with don't. Bielsa mentality. No, they don't at all. Um, I think if if you want to to stay up, the short term band aid is Big Sam and fire him in June <laughs> when you stay up when you finish in seventeenth place. Mm-hmm. Thank him, give him a little bit of a poster on the wall. And you bring in someone who actually cares, and whoever buys the club or the current owners, 
need to really invest properly because Everton is, I believe they are too big of a club to go down and it is disgusting. The place that they're in. I totally agree with that. Um, I I don't want to see Everton go down. I also don't want to see Southampton go down for what it's worth. I think Southampton has provided the Premier League with so many good players and you should be rewarded for having that kind of a feeder system. Like you look at the players that have come out of Southampton or have gone through there and gotten like a ton better. That would be like Virgil van Dijk, but Gareth Bale came from there. Shaw came from there. Tons. Uh, You can name a million players that came from the Walcott's came from there. Uh, Theo Walcott. Theo. Theo. (laughs) But there's a lot of really great players that came out of there. And I'd be, I'd be sad if Southampton got relegated. They are in 20th place right now. So they're probably odds on. Um, The only player on their team who's scoring is Ward Prowse and, just happens to be amazing at free kicks. If they didn't have his free kicks, they'd be like in Derby zone where they'd be in like nine points on the season. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, they have scored more goals than Everton. I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah, they're bad. They're bad. Uh, All right, guys. So Leeds zero, Brentford zero. I only bring this up so we can talk about McKinney possibly going to Leeds. I would love it. Ken would love it. Um, I would be... I want every U.S. men's national player to play on Leeds United. Me too. Totally I would great. love for Leeds United to become the Bayern Munich of America. Do you know what I mean? Or like what, how great would it be? Wolves is the Portuguese team. Yes, know? exactly. How great would it be if all of our players, or the majority of our players, actually played on a team where they played 85-90% to 90% of every game? As long as they don't get relegated to the In England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think they Which won't get relegated. Uh, I don't think they're not going to get relegated, are they? You think they're going to well, get I'm relegated? I'm looking at the I odds mean, right in it. now. Look at the odds right now. Okay, they got a game in hand in there. Who you guys a point think above are the minus seven to be relegated. That's not bad. Who do you think are the favorites? Who's that? Again? Who do you think are the favorites to get relegated? Yes. It has to be Southampton. It's nope. uh, it's Southampton, Bournemouth. I would say Southampton, Bournemouth, and probably Bournemouth. I would still are probably say heavy. Heavy oh yeah, yeah. Bournemouth they're, is negative they're like twenty-three negative, goals. Yeah, negative twenty-three goal differential. That's so bad. <laughs> yeah, they've got to be the top, terrible. one of the top. They're, they're way Bournemouth, and then Wolverhampton. Then, Bournemouth, Southampton, then Wolves. Everton. Ooh. And actually, Everton, Southampton, Jeez. Wolves. No, Everton, Southampton are right side by side. Uh-huh. And then there's Wolves, Nottingham Forest, Leicester, Leeds are all. In the mix, West Ham actually is. What about the mouth? Hi, Bournemouth. I need Leeds. Right? No, Bournemouth oh, I'm sorry. You already said heavy. Bournemouth last. Yeah, That's they're right. they're Bournemouth relegated. Sorry, you can relegate. Them. I need Leeds to stay in, in the Premier League for at least a decade, a, a solid decade. Actually, I'd like yeah. them to stay. Their odds are pretty good. They're above Leicester. That's crazy. Well, like yeah. Ken said, they have a game in hand and a nice goal differential uh, comparatively. Um. I would like to just take this point. I've always put Everton right along the lines of, of West Ham. What are the chances? And But what I mean is, start strong. You know, every, they start getting a little bit of talk. Oh, is this the year that Everton and West Ham are going to finish in the four, top four? N- that's never going to happen. I've always been of the opinion, seventh to ninth is their sweet spot. What are the chances that both of them are in the relegation zone at the exact same time? See, both of them are huge clubs. You said... Everton's Everton just ever. has to West happens to be, be like. Well, you know, Everton fin- they put they finished 16th last season. I mean, Ugh. this isn't new. They finished 16th like this has been place. happening. This has been <laughs> happening terrible. for for a minute. Like they've been bad yeah. for a minute. Crazy, crazy relegation talk. I wish Leicester would get 
uh, relegated. I think they deserve it, but unfortunately, they seem to be getting what they need. They've won a title. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, no I mean, as a club, I don't mind them as a club. Like, of course, their famous title season was amazing, but as the way they're running their club right now, it seems like they want to get relegated, and I want them to get relegated because they're running their club like that. But it looks like they're going to pull it out. I think Pete didn't even mention them in the odds, unfortunately. Who's that? Well, they have a negative Lester. seven goal difference. I mean, that's a pretty... Yeah, and a, no, and... they're in there, but they're not... Yeah. Uh, they're like plus 300. There's like they do, six teams below. They do They do have a really bad February, though. They play uh, Tottenham, United, and Arsenal in a row. Um, which is... So do you think it's relegated right now? Bournemouth, for sure. Yeah. Bournemouth. Um, let's do it. Everton or Southampton. And then Everton, Bournemouth, Everton. I think. I, I, I think. Could you imagine a season where Everton and West Ham get relegated? Yeah, that would be crazy. I want it to be Leicester still. I'm sticking with Leicester. <laughs> Can we bring on an Everton outside. fan at the end of the season and just discuss with them what it's like to go through a relegation battle when you're a serious club? And then so bring them on in a couple months and ask them what it's like to find their games on TV. <laughs> I mean, it's on ESPN. It's really easy, actually. I think ESPN is a championship. I think they do play championship games. Yeah, yeah they do. So. They do. All right, we spent a lot of time. Uh, there's a title race. <laughs> ah, it was fun. It was time, fun. It was fun. It was, it was a good conversation. You um, know, when James is here, we waste time talking about stupid things like the title race. Yeah, or we get in arguments over little tiny details, uh, like yes. arguments over the dumb. My things. arsenal. Yeah, financial fair play issues, blah blah blah. And if you yeah. look at Article three point two seven nine, it says that cities allowed to spend money. Yeah, James gets on Reddit and and finds some like half-assed theory on why cities not breaking fifty rules, and then we have to go in circles about that, but. Yeah, let's talk about relegation instead, guys. <laughs> uh, real quick, the table as it stands, Arsenal, 50 points. Yes! Five more points than the Invincibles at the half. Five yeah, more I was, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Well, we, well, you know, at this, uh, did you see at the after the United game, at this same point when we were we went Invincible, we were actually at, in second place. Yeah. 19 games into the season. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's crazy. It's true. City, second place with a game up on Arsenal, 45 points, leading the goal differential by four at plus 333. Newcastle, still in third place, 39 points, plus 22. Starting to slide, playing extremely boring soccer, but getting it done. Manchester United, 39 points as well, only plus seven goal differential, which they're really going to have to improve in the second half of the season to take it uh, to, to kind of get some breathing room between Newcastle Tottenham, 36 points. Brighton, 31 points. Liverpool, Chelsea, ninth and 10th place on 29 points. That is terrible. Uh, I love it. Anything else to add, Dr. Pete? Um, Ken. Yes. Would How disappointed would you be with a second place finish at this point? See, I, I thought I was going to get the whole episode without being asked this. Um, I'm just curious. Now, I, I don't want to take the approach of when the season started, everyone it was pretty much announced and known we're hunting for a top four spot. So I don't want to take this, well, now that where we are, you know, it would be disappointing to lose. It would be disappointing to lose because of the gap that we have right now. We are actually, we're in control. So it's just a matter of managing 
the games in front of us. We don't need we're in a position and we've put ourselves in a position, I think a deserved position to only have to worry about ourselves. Two games winning the next City game. Left, by the way. There are still two games Ooh. against City, but if you take those let, let okay, let's say hypothetically we lose both of those games. We're still two points above them. Okay. Uh, what is your in the wife table. gonna say if you collapse? <laughs> if you're, if oh, she'll have a field day. Like she'll say, I, I, "I've been trying to tell you since." She'll say exactly this. I could have oh. told you this in December. Why do uh, you invest so much energy in this? I don't know exactly. How to tell her, Ken. Don't tell her. No, she'll Things know because down. I can't tell help myself. But no, like I, I as a fan, I, I'm disappointed every year. Obviously, we don't win the title, even when I know we don't have a chance. I'll be that much more disappointed knowing that we we have an eight-point gap right now. Yeah. Like, just watching it, it... It would be more disappointing to watch it slip than to actually finish in second, if that makes sense. Like, watching the slip oh. would be more disappointing than, than finishing in second. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the worst City's part about it, Ken, is you're going to have to listen to James... Oh, I know. I can already hear it. Small club mentality. I've been trying to tell you every time that they, they, they just don't want to win it. They, they, they just don't want to do it. They, they, they had it and they didn't want to. Well, they didn't want to. Um, I mean, we didn't I, even want to win the league this season. We win it all the time. Tom, we didn't even want to. We, Tom, what if City doesn't win the league or the Champions League? I was just going to say that. If they don't win the league and the Champions League, uh, that's going to be the best podcast we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna That'll be, be true. That'll be true because you bring in Holland. He scores 45 league goals and you don't win the title. And if you don't win the champions league as well, it's like, well, what do you need here, buddy? Like you got, I wonder if anybody's ever scored 50 league goals and come in second place. In the premier league. I don't think anyone has anyone scored 50 goals in the premier league. No one scored 30. I'm just, I'm just kidding about 50. No way. I'm just saying like to have that many goals in your team. I would like to throw it out there while we're here and before. The record that Arsenal has now, like, we've already broken one thing. We, we're now beating top six teams. Yeah. City's the only one left. We're passing point. every single test that we has been put in, in front of us. We have theoretically passed this yeah. season. So but we have no choice but to believe. Single game so much in the second half of the season. Yeah. No, no, I, I, a hundred percent agree with you. It, yeah. it, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be a game management uh, scenario, and I think the only positive thing we have right now is we, we have a gap. And yeah. City, for whatever it's worth, they are dropping points. They were that they that they don't <laughs> normally drop. They're not dropping them anymore. Uh, they're they're gonna happy. run into Tottenham next game, so. Um... We'll see. Didn't they already do Dude, that? I hope Tottenham Didn't beats Manchester City. Jeez. I hope Tottenham beats Manchester next City. Sunday. Yeah, next Sunday. And, uh, we're going to finish them off in the title race. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Hey, I hope so. Welcome, I hope Ken. so. I hope All so, right. but if we beat them, we're in a position where I only care what Arsenal does, so don't care. If we beat them, Ken, you have to wear a Spurs scarf for the That's not happening ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will. I will say thank you on this podcast, on, but I won't wear a jersey. Eleven points. You won't wear the scarf for a day. <laughs> I won't wear the scarf for a day. It, no. What I if it's an Arsenal fan who's my patient? You got it for me. Right after they destroyed us. It's like, <laughs> yeah, is this so a consolation given. gift? Yeah, that's not a consolation. I hope you get gift. an infection. 
I hope you get an infection. <laughs> Your red infection just went up by 25%, pal. I haven't washed my hands. We ran out of lady candy. the bathroom. Sure. All right, guys, on that, uh, note, on that note, for Dr. Pete, for an elated Ken Lee on top of the table, Ken Lee, and for James, I guess. I am Tom Miller saying I hope everybody has an awesome week. I don't, I don't think I would tell my uh, colorectal surgeon or the guy who's going to be looking at my butthole that uh, I don't like his team and that his yeah. teams are worse. And I would Dude, probably not, probably I told you, I think guy told me. me that the Ravens sucked right before I was going to do an exam on them. I, was like, I love the, I would love to hear the questioning. So, is did everything go perfectly well, like according to your plan? Like you, you think everything's right? I'm going to heal 100. percent Yes, yes, definitely. I did great. Good, because Tottenham sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And here's an Arsenal scarf, bitch. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be after. Definitely be after all that. 